beats, the flow, the rhythm, all movements start from the streets, Street saying our podcast. Welcome to the Street Saying Our Podcast. It's your host, Giddy Jicky with it. It's your other host, Johnny No Good. And he about fed up with this shit. But, <laughs> but we getting through it. Man, Man it's, it's it's been a good day. Mm-hmm. It really great has day. been a great day. Um, and it's just been better uh, since our first guest of the year has mm-hmm. stepped in the building today. Mm-hmm. Um, we got somebody, like I was saying earlier, like a... What we will almost call now OG because she's been doing this music thing on this trail for for a while. I appreciate it. Um, full of energy, uh, good energy. Some mm-hmm. people full of that bull. <laughs> but, uh, get down to the left. Yeah. She said you ain't seen the blick yet. Nah, yeah, I got a couple of them. <laughs> she pulled a she pulled a blick out through her nails. Wolverine. Feel, <laughs> uh, but no, just somebody a a, a spark plug. Uh, somebody that knows how to promote uh, multi-talented, does their thing out here, um, not afraid to work with individuals and work with the people, mm. and always putting on for her for her home. Mm. And we got the the one and only Jazzy in the building. Thank you. Good applause. Y'all lit. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I've been wanting to be on the show for a minute. You know, I watch y'all keep up with y'all IG, keep doing your thing, you know? Yeah, you know, it's real intriguing. A lot of great art up in here. I mean, yeah, I love it. And we appreciate it, man. We shit, we even working on that. We working on so much. Yeah. Trying to expand. That's all it is. An expansion year. And having fun at the same time. Y'all have a lot of fun on camera when I watch y'all. You know, it's uh, it's not a rehearsed. It's not uh, it's not forced. It's just nice and easy. And you know, talking about real shit. So yeah, I can say shit. Yeah. <laughs> With the new YouTube rules, I think we were past the first seven seconds, so we good. Okay, all right. So we we won't get demonetized when we get monetized. We'll be all right. <laughs> they did change them laws though. They tripping. Well, that's good to know. They clean even with music videos. I don't. Who knows? I might Fuck be in trouble. Listen, <laughs> everybody finna start losing them coins. Like, oh, my video. But no, man, we appreciate you coming to the show. Absolutely. Um, just for the people out here who don't know who you are, just give them a little background of who you are, how long you've been doing this. And- yeah. Well, um, you know, shit, I probably went to school with a lot of y'all. My name is Jasmine Thompson, informal, a.k.a. Jazzy. Uh, a.k.a. Jazzy the jeweler, make your daddy look cooler. <laughs> and, hey, and if y'all ever need any jewelry, anybody, I got the family discount, y'all let me know. I'm a certified diamondologist at K Jewelers. Okay. Mm. Um, so, you know. Anything. I got customs. I got all that stuff. Watches, rings, and things. But, um, yeah, so, you know, I originally went to Omaha Central. That's where I know my man Johnny from. And, yeah, um, yeah and, um, you know, just kind of music background from my, my pops and my mom. My mom was a gospel singer. And my dad was her engineer and her, uh, you know, producer and stuff like that. So he also produced other artists um, back when I was a little girl, just growing up around it. Wow. Like, what are they doing out there in that studio? Let me know. And sometimes my sister would be interested in it on the singing side, but I was like right, always right there by my dad. Mm. Like almost like, you know, get up off me type mm. stuff. Watching the controls to the point where he showed me everything. I can I can DJ, I can set up, you know, for DJing weddings. I can, I mean, he showed me everything. He taught me how to play the drums. So a lot of it comes from my parents, you know, shout out to Beverly Thompson, Franklin Thompson. 
you know, so. um. Frankie Beverly. Ah, that's right. You know, they almost uh, gave my sister that middle name, Frankie Beverly. My mom was like, I should have did. <laughs> but yeah, you know, so Omaha native and I'm still in Omaha. It's always going to be my first home. I'm always here. So uh, if you ain't see me, you just ain't been out because I'm out. Mm. You know, I'm out. You know, so, um, you know, a lot has changed. A lot has happened. But, you know. In inside, I'm still always going to be the same me. I have to develop with the times, so you don't really change. You just kind of, you know, adapt to the times. A lot has changed, cost of things and everything. So I'm just really happy to be here. Man, we appreciate you. We appreciate you. So um, when I, I'll just ask a couple of music questions. When it comes to the music, um, what exactly would you classify your lane as mm -hmm. or the current lane? Cause I know things mm -hmm. change and shift. What would you say your lane of music is right now and how you moving about it? Mm -hmm. And I had a young person in Atlanta, give me a new category. I was like, Hmm, I haven't heard that one, but I've always said hip hop, R&B, little crossover pop. Cause you know, I do, I do singing too. It's not just the rap. And then somebody said, uh, trap rock for me. Mm. Now I do, crossover to the rock side a little bit as far as like a more of like a juice world sound or like a trippy red sound sometimes my voice um but you know sometimes I can be on some sounding like uh, her you know and singing or I can you know be just straight up rapping you know and going off that way but I'd say hip-hop and R&B still but uh, I'm kind of crossing over to that pop and a little bit of rock too but black rock yeah. You still got the 808 in that one. Yeah. Yeah. I was gonna say how how open are you to leaning into that trap rock? So when I when I when I hear that, um, the people that come to mind for me are like Playboy Cardi. Not even. Mm -hmm. I'm talking about like Saul Williams. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um Rico Nasty. Yeah. Eddie. You know, I like Rico. Um got young cat, Pink Sifu. Mm -hmm. He does he just goes straight metal on you. Um mm -hmm. And Vic Mensa, people like that in that elk. Um, I think it's dope. I have a naturally raspy voice. Uh, if I were to relate it to maybe some of the old school artists, you know, like your Tina Turner's, your um, like Shaka Khan's, that raspy kind of voice. Um, so, you know, I wanted to try to utilize it and started experimenting with different sounds. And I'm like, well, I like that sound. And it's it's not really like anything that's out right now. And I do want to be different. You don't want to be too different where it's less like, oh, she got her own. But you do want to stand out. It's not hard for me to stand out. Oh, the tall, skinny girl. But, you know, I want to stand out with my sound, too, you know? But I think that's dope. It's a dope lane. Mm. I'd love to do a damn feature with Rico Nasty. <laughs> That'd be. Better start screaming. Man. She might find, you know, <laughs> she, She'd be zapping, though. crazy. Yeah, her videos are entertaining, too. Yeah. Um, I, and you said you said Atlanta, so you also you live in Atlanta as well. Mm -hmm. or? That's where I'm stationed. You know, I live here too, and I got my I got my spot and everything in my studio. But um, I full time work in in Atlanta. I'm at K Jewelers. Um, like I said, if y'all ever need to see me. <laughs> so with with being in Atlanta and and seeing the music scene and how it is trying to be an artist here in Omaha, mm -hmm. what has been some of the major differences in being in Atlanta and doing music there as well? So what are the differences you've seen from city to city? And mm -hmm. what have you been able to learn from being in a place like Atlanta to bring mm -hmm. back here, which is kind of like the new Mecca for, for 
like hip hop, urban hip hop mm -hmm. stuff? That is a really good question. Y'all ask good questions. Um, how honest you want me to be? <laughs> as honest as you want to expose. That's okay, okay, okay. <laughs> um, you know, I've learned a lot from Omaha, you know, and it's rooted me. I've learned a lot from Atlanta too. It kicked my ass and made me tough. It was not easy going there. Um, you know, a lot of character. Um, but one thing I learned about specifically the music industry is it just seems like it seems like they're a little more willing to work together mm. there than here at home. Mm. Um, and so we got to get that togetherness here. It's not about who does it first, who's going to do this. It's we need to really come together as artists and be okay with like collabing with each other and having different vibes on the same track. And there's a lot of people that do vibe with each other on the tracks here in Omaha, but you know, I just think we should do it a little bit more. It just seems like, uh, in that city, they just, uh, it's just so natural to work together, whether it be hiring your brother to do, um, videography or hiring somebody to do, you know, the editing or whatever and not expect the shit for free. You know, people that work with me, you know, they work with me. We're doing business together. So we got to get used to, uh, doing business and paying your, your brother for taking time out of their schedule, gas to come see you and to help you out when they got families and stuff. Like we have to be okay with like paying and supporting each other and not asking for merchandise for free and all this stuff, you know, with all of us, we got to work together or come bearing some type of gift. <laughs> <laughs> so that's just the major difference is just the togetherness. Everybody, the solo artists, you know, are really good. But if some of the solo artists can some car start coming together, you know, I'd love to do a song with LP. I'm going to have to connect with him. I'd love to do a song with you. So uh -oh. I just, we just haven't, we haven't, uh, you know, been connected, you know, so now that we are and we here, you know, yeah. I'm excited for it. Man, yeah. yeah. It's been a very long time. It's been so long. In fact, that you ain't know I've been done with music for close to five, six years now. What? I mean, I knew that you, you know, but I thought you still made me hop on the track or something with Man. some people. Not really. So nah, like it's, yeah. that's, that's what's so funny. It's still about cold me. though. Going to Seattle was, I've been literally ready to fight people for asking me if I do music. And I just did my first show in like six years out there in Seattle. Shit, well don't fight me. Oh, uh, uh, listen, we, we it's all <laughs> love over here. Uh, but it kind of once it kind of like that's some, some of the stuff we was literally just talking about mm -hmm. on the episode we recorded before you came in. We was literally talking about like the environment of collaboration in places like L.A. and places like Seattle. Mm -hmm. And you bring up Atlanta. Um, why is that that you feel like in places like Atlanta, Seattle, mm -hmm. California, people are more willing to uh, work together? And how do we work about creating that environment? It's one thing to say that we need to do it, but it's mm -hmm. another thing to move towards it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, I think it just comes back to loving thy brother. You know, we got to we got to be able to. It's too much competition. You got to stop looking at it as trying to compete with the person and just trying to, you know, be a team. Mm -hmm. For some reason, I don't know. It just seems like sometimes there's a little bit of beef in Omaha between between uh, the black community. Sometimes when we should be uh, embracing each other a little bit more, whether that be with the shootings, violence and any. And that's everywhere. That's in Atlanta. But, um, you know, um specifically for the artists and for the people that want to work together. You just got to um, have that togetherness. Uh, I'm trying to put it together, but 
you see what I'm saying? I'm saying together a lot, but I just want to, I just want to, you know, put that out there that we just, it has to be more of a unity thing instead of trying to be the only one or the first one. None of that stuff really matters. Um, You know, if you want somebody on the track, you hit them up to do business with them, Mm. you know, and it's that easy and it's that easy in Atlanta. And it just seems like, oh, like if somebody asked me to be on the track in Omaha and you say, oh, you know, it'd be a price for a feature. And then it it might be like a problem, you know, Mm. like, oh, she thinks she is from wanting to charge uh, anything. Like, dang, you can't even, I might have a brother, you know, it might offer something, offer me a bottle, offer me a weed. I'm, you'd offer me some, some, something for my time and for my lyrics. There's people, I write for people. So people will pay me hundreds of dollars for the lyrics. And so I'm giving you my free lyrics, you know, maybe give somebody $20 for gas. But it's just like, sometimes, you know, um, it ain't just about linking with the homies anymore and, and just, recording and riding around and listening to your car like you want to be serious about it like let's um let's monetize together let's make a team let's uh put the song on spotify and all the other platforms and let's really do this together you know yeah put the point sheet together yeah like we get the percentages off of this right right because we all got bills to pay now we grown now (laughs) so you know i think that's one of the major parts Definitely. As far as like your journey in the music and being like you have been a pioneer in so different, so many different categories and areas, like where do you see yourself being at with music in two to three years, five years? Like, do you see yourself continuing to create, continue to expand your your sound? Do you see yourself moving into more of an executive role and helping people develop their talents? Kind of like where you see yourself projecting that in two to three years? Mm-hmm. Um, I want to start branching out and doing um different lanes i've started doing more modeling and stuff right now i'm I'm starting to open up and do more things acting um as far as the music um i've started writing for other artists whether it be ghost writing for rapping for men too um or um writing for songs um i've helped in the actual studio lining stuff up and engineering I engineer myself in my own home studio too. So I might start doing some more of that for artists. Um, but mostly working with them with songwriting. Um, I have a label myself, my dad's label, and then I have like a sub label. So I'd even be interested in the future, maybe adding a couple artists to that label, Black Diamond Records. Um, so that's something that can come along. I'm still not giving up on being signed. Mm. If it's the right deal. Um, and I've ran into a couple opportunities, some I may have to share with y'all that I've never shared with people before. Some opportunities where I dropped the ball. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and missed out on those open doors, but other open doors come, but you know, and then you learn from those mistakes. But um, yeah, I do see myself still praying and hoping and trying to um, level up, go to the next level. That and that just comes with hard work. And so, it gets weary after a while and you got to love it. If you don't love it, then you just, you know, it's just like, what's the point of doing it anymore? So I still do have that love for it, mm-hmm. you know, and um, I'd love to even speak to younger artists, maybe do some seminars or yep. shit. Y'all, whenever you have some, invite me, I'll perform for free and then talk to them and we can do some type of seminar like that. That'd be fun. 
Yeah, I can definitely see you moving into that lane, which is kind of why I asked, where do you see yourself going? Especially because you kind of hinted at some of your challenges mm -hmm. earlier about like some of the challenges you went through. And if you could, could you kind of like elaborate a little bit more on that? Because I think it's important for people who are dream chasing to see that it's not all highlights. No, sometimes it's there's a lot of no's and, yeah. and a no don't mean no forever. Right. Sometimes that no is just a not right now. Right. So could you please talk about your experience and what some of the challenges and how did you uh, persevere through those? Yeah, man. Um, consistent and persistent. You have to be um, consistent in your craft. Like even if it's just, I try to, pick a time in the day and just be like, okay, what have you done musically today? You need to do one task at least. You need to answer an email. You need to, and you really have to push yourself. Like when you go to college, your mom and dad ain't really there to push you no more. Mm -hmm. You're the one that has to get up and handle your own future. Mm. You can't be mad at the next person because they're moving faster because they're getting up in the morning. They're grinding. They're staying up till 3 a.m. They're putting down those verses and they're really going in. So you have to have that drive and motivation and going in and you have to be okay with spending your own money, mm -hmm. making sacrifices. I've, I, there's times when my friends go out to the club and I, I have to stay and they're partying and I'm in the studio recording, mm -hmm. you know, wasting my, not wasting, but spending my whole summer just doing that. Mm -hmm. When I, when I could be going to the beach or when I can be spending money traveling, you know, but I was dedicated and I wanted those things to go and my funds to go towards that at the time and praying and hoping that it'll become something bigger, having faith, you know, that's going to be a big thing too, you know, in, in yourself, even in yourself, in your craft. If uh, you don't believe yourself, ain't nobody else going to, you don't sell yourself, you know? Mm -hmm. So, um, like I said, just going out there, really getting my ass kicked in Atlanta is, it's, it's real, you know, it's real here, but it's, it's, a uh, little bigger level there and just really having to figure things out on my own as an adult black woman, mm. you know, that's different. Mm. That's different. So, and I'm grateful for all the experiences, good and bad. Um, makes me a stronger person. When I, when you say like getting your ass kicked in Atlanta, was it, was it along the lines of like being here where people know you, they may throw you a bone a little quicker. They might be like, oh, yeah, I'll, I'll help you. I'll do this. Where there, it might be a little more. When nobody knows you. Nobody knows you. You're like, what do you, you want? Prove yourself. It's, it's eight other people here who want what you want. What do you want? Mm -hmm. Is it more like that? Like a little more cutthroat? I think so. Um, I heard, and shout out to my Atlanta folks, but I heard Atlanta before I moved there was really cliquish with their uh, radio department. And when I was here, in Omaha, I don't know if people remember, I was on Power 106.9, I was a talk show host, Expressions on the Edge, and so I also did work with their street team ever since I was in high school, so I did a lot of work for Power 106.9. Um, and so I was just really used to being on the radio, had my little resume, had my little reel, thinking it was gonna be easy to just go to Atlanta and go to their radio stations, drop off my resume, got a got business cards with my face on it, you know, I look good. And it was not that easy. They was not fighting on that. Cause there's hundreds of thousands of resumes. And then when you go in person, you drop it off in person. You got this girl just popping gum at the front desk. She's like, all right, I'm dropping off. You know, it's just like, dang, you know, who can I talk to? Who can I, whatever. So I was really going door to door thinking I was going to get into some radio station. And I didn't, it was not easy like that. I had a degree in it. I had a, they're like, it doesn't matter what you guys more about who, you know, I don't know nobody. Mm -hmm. So what do I do with that? 
man, I ran into um, Gary with the T uh, from Ricky Smiley Morning Show. I ran into him at church, uh, Ebenezer Baptist Church, which is Martin Luther King's church, you know, the, mm-hmm. across the street. They got the new one across from the original one. Met him at a um, at the church service. Um, talked to him a little bit. We exchanged information. Well, he called me like two days later. Ricky wants to meet you. Okay. I mean, that was great. And at the time, I think they had just, they were looking for an open mic person. Because I just said, I'm from Omaha, Nebraska. I've done radio before. Uh, even if y'all just need somebody in promotions or whatever to do your paperwork, I do that type of stuff. I have a degree in it. Let me know. Boom. He hit me up. Um, I had just started a management job. It was my first week at, you know, just my regular nine to five. And um, he said, well, can you meet tomorrow at such and such time or what day works for you? And so I said, um, well, since he gave me a choice, I was like, well, can we do Thursday at such and such? He kind of paused and he was like, no, what I should have said is absolutely. I'll be there tomorrow at this time. And I could have let my new job you know, I just didn't want to be a disappointment to them, but I could have just called out. I have something came up. I should have took that opportunity, but I didn't. I rescheduled, and that opportunity passed me. Somebody else was picked. Somebody else met with it, you know. So tough lessons, and this was early. This was like the first year I moved to Atlanta. Opportunities were being skipped and missed like that or missing emails from a party that I was supposed to perform at. Um, I mean, I can't, I can't tell you how many times, and I don't know whether some of these emails uh, that come through are bogus or if they're what opportunities with Chloe Lee Ray opportunities with Benzino, uh, Jazzy Faye. And so just really having to tighten up and I know, I know my, you know, what I need to work on, but those are some of the things I was slipping on. Yeah. It's and I'm okay to admit that. I appreciate that, man. And people don't yeah. talk about <laughs> the process of getting to where they're getting. And even that, like the, uh, it's funny, like the allure of options mm. is no options. Mm. Mm-hmm. They, they say you, we going to give you, it's crazy. Cause they give you something specific. Then they leave it open. They want you to take the specific. That's when it is. And they want to see where you at. They say that a bird in a hand is worth two birds in a bush. Mm. Yeah. So, you know, I kicked myself. Um, Cause I'm, I think like, Oh, how far would you have been if you would have been on the Ricky Smiley morning show? You could have helped promote your music. You would have been some years back by now. But, you know, I can't think about those things. I have to just have to learn and move on and use that for the future. And there are other opportunities um, that are coming my way even now. So mm-hmm. I'm really blessed and happy about that. Mm-hmm. It just ain't always rainbows and sunshine. And right. <laughs> I was going to uh, one last question for me, like on the music. When you say you still want to be signed with the big push of independency from so many artists and and people now what is driving you to want to be signed is it is it kind of like that's that back-end support that you would want for your career or is it something like i just want to be signed as a kid or Mm -hmm. what's driving that desire to be signed to a label i think we've been independent for so long and it's been successful and i'm really grateful for it it'd just be nice to um you know and less pressure off my parents and my team you know, as they need to retire and they're getting older, they need to kick their feet up. I need to take more ownership of my own stuff. And I could get a new team together and everything, but it would just be nice to have a label that can help you book things, send and send and answer emails and help you with things. You know, it's not always easy to do it yourself. And maybe if I wasn't working full time and if I could devote all my full time into the music, 
maybe that would be a little different. I'm not sure, but it would just be nice to have a label that can help you with things and help promote things and really give you that blast that you need. Um, you know, I've been getting close with some, some family members. Um, I'm gonna put it out there. I'm gonna put it in the universe. I'm trying to get signed to true university with two chains. Um, you know, um, I love his family. I love his mom. They're really gracious. They invite me to birthday parties and, um, you know, and everything. And so I've enjoyed my time with them. When I first met them, I didn't want to come off too pushy and like I'm trying to do. I want y'all to get to know me. I want you to get to know me and I want you to notice me. I don't want to be all in your face being thirsty like a lot of these other artists probably are. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to take some years for y'all to get to know me. But it would be nice to be part of their team. They have a music team. It'd just be nice. And even if it's not a huge label at this point, you know, I just want to be part of an active team. Like I'm not the only artist that's like active and then do features and work within that team. It'd just be a nice experience for me, I guess. Gotcha. Even if it's just one album, I don't know. Or a feature. <laughs> gotcha. Some, she's done through the bait out there. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, you gotta ask to receive. Yeah. Mouth, it's like, dead. hey, what's the worst thing I could say is no. Yeah. Prepare yourself for the no then, you know? Yeah, so. Ain't that bad. Before we get you up out of here, is there anything that you're working on? Um, what's some of the next projects? What's some of the next things we can expect from Jazzy? And where can we find and follow your movement at? Yes. Okay, so um, my project that I'm working on now that I just finished, I want to give y'all this here. Okay. We almost forgot about the gifts. Yeah. It's Digipack, so. Um, I got radio and unedited. Uh, okay. So that's, eh, hey. The one and only. Okay. Jazz. I'm sure. I'm sure y'all want the original with the cussing in it. So I'm gonna get it. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then you know I've been doing merchandise too. You know I, I sell uh, jazzy pocket pipes. I sell okay. uh, lighters. So I got some lighters and stuff for y'all too. Okay. Um, so you know just working on. Um, getting more merchandise. I do need help, and I'm working on getting uh, the full website up as far as where you can buy merchandise. You can buy digipacks and albums. You got the music videos all there. I want all that to be on one, you know, landing page. So that's working out. I know um, my man's itching. I know you itching. What's up? You got you got the plug on that? Bandcamp. I know you. Uh, Bandcamp. Bandcamp. Yeah, you know Bandcamp. That's it's a digital. It's a platform for artists to upload their music but it's it allows you to sell packages okay so if you want if you have vinyl cds you can add that you have t-shirts merchandise you can add that nice and set and you set your own price um so and it, yeah. it allows tips so if you can you set some for 10 i can give you 50 if i want to oh wow so yeah that's that is uh my number one music platform right yeah, now. yeah put me on coach Yes, yeah, so I got I got different colors. I want to make sure I get y'all these. I can get them for you before you leave. Yeah, hey, listen, I seen that yeah. turquoise looking one. Yeah. One right okay, there. well that's you then. That's you yeah, then. That's love. I got black, blue, gray. Yeah, that's love. And I need one. Yep. This is love. What you thinking? Get that green for Nigeria. Green. Yeah, I know that's right. So working on um music videos is the biggest thing right now. So we just shot um Let Them Go. Came and filmed it right here in Omaha, Nebraska. So uh, Red and White is filmed here too, but I wanted to do one that's a little bit more mellow. Let Em Go does have that a little bit more of the rock crossover sound. 
So that's something that I tapped into that a lot of people aren't used to hearing my voice like that. But I was like, well, I'm a, I'm a, I'm experimented. Let y'all see what you think. It is different than anything I've done before. But uh, it's very, you know, true and emotional song to me in my life right now. So just finished that video. Um, got a couple more coming up. Got a music video for uh, my song, uh, Yes. That's a one Y, two A's, three S's. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> So that one's coming up next. That's probably going to be half animated, half, uh, you know, real life. So um, I'm excited to be working with these green screens in Atlanta. Going to be doing some some crazy stuff with these green screens. And I try to keep the music videos animated and fun. Mm. That's really what I have the most fun doing. Making the music is good and it's easy. But uh, we put a lot of hard work into, into those videos yeah. and money. So it's just like... You know, when folks say you ain't moving fast enough, or it's just like you gotta have the money coming in. Mm -hmm. and, and, and the same folks that be saying you ain't moving fast enough be asking for all the free stuff. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, I need your help, brother. No, it's fine. But yeah, so got a couple music videos coming up that I need to be pushing and doing. So mm -hmm. when I get back, that's that's top priority. For sure. So man. got yes coming up. We got um, Jazzy the Jeweler. I got a couple people that are asking me, when's that music video coming out? We got like 25% mm, of it shot. Um, trying to get some cameos in there from some other people, possibly some other celebrities. So just lining all that up takes time and effort. Mm -hmm, so. Cool. And uh, where can the people find you at on the socials and the music sites? What's your app? Oh, yeah. So, yeah, you can find me on all social media, whether that be TikTok, Snapchat, uh, Instagram, and my YouTube. That's the number one N-O-J-A-Z-Z-Y. Um, and, you know, uh, my email, um, the number one N-O-Jazzy booking at gmail.com. If you have any questions, you know, if you need a songwriter, you know, holler at me. I play the drums, piano, engineer. Let me know. Uh-huh. And you talking about you ain't did uh did shows and, and rapping and stuff in six years. Yeah. Imagine though, but that's the kind of impact you had on people for them to remember your it doesn't seem like it's been that long, but I remember the impact that your music had on me mm. that I immediately asked that. Yeah. So nah. it's not a yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's a full circle moment. So yeah. Thank you for that. And, yeah, you know, you're a creative person. You got and you got them bars. Man, listen, we just trying to get back to that point. Um, unlike yourself, I lost the love of it. So I'm just glad to see that you still got that passion mm -hmm. and that you have a passion to inspire that in the next people. So And I'm scared about that. So yeah. what, what do you think what made you lose the love for it? Just uh just not as into it or just the spark? It's, it's so many levels and so many elements to it. Mm -hmm. um, but I will say that one aspect and one element was just um, imposter syndrome and then the fear of not feeling like I could stand out in an environment where everybody started talking about, quote unquote, consciousness. Mm -hmm. um, it's, it's um, you know, like with with music being in a place that it is, everybody can create. Mm -hmm. So in my mind, with everybody being able to create, it kind of. We're everybody and anybody yeah you know mm -hmm. like you know we always had issue with gatekeeping but there were certain levels where um there was just a certain quality of music that got pushed out because you had to prove yourself right like we come from beating on the tables at the lunchroom man and proving yourself in ciphers and stuff i still remember you prentice nate all of y'all doing y'all free so like yeah. we come from a different era where you had to prove yourself and i kind of felt like that aspect got 
removed from music. I totally agree. And it kind of like it, it, it removed the element of quality control, mm. right? So like we got a lot of quantity of music, but it's not necessarily a quality of music. And so um, that that was discouraging, and that was imposter syndrome. That was something that wasn't real, but in my mind it was real. So I didn't see how I could still stand out. Mm-hmm. when other people was talking about the same stuff I was talking about. And it makes it hard, yeah, because now you got more people to weed through when it was already a hard industry in the first place or mm-hmm. whatever. So, yeah, no, I feel you on that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so, yeah, now we, we moving in different areas and we working on other stuff. So we good we poetry now. Yeah, yeah, no, poetry. I love poetry. Yeah. Man, all this all rap is poetry to a beat. That part. I prefer the poetry. I love when we doing the Midwest Poetry Nights again in so, Omaha. They got it going. So we. we <laughs> Reggie so, used to do them and I used to go to them all the time. Yeah. yeah. Talking about imposters. So. Oh, Lord. So, yeah, nah, we, we started up doing a poetry mic series here last year called What's the Word? Uh, we do it the third Wednesdays every other month. So okay. we started last May. Uh, we got them up until last November. And it's like you said, the poetry scene was missing after Reggie walked away with poetry. After Felicia and them stopped doing verbal gumbo, there was a gap. Mm. So we kind of addressed the gap. And now there's been a renewed interest in poetry. Yeah. And so now there's like three or four poetry nights that's happening on Wednesdays. Good. So we can let the people have that again. That's so right. That's right. There. And that's the vibe, man. That is the vibe. Yeah. But that's good. And keep your part in doing that. You know, you got a really great spirit. You don't just be talking. You be talking that real shit and yeah. stuff that the community needs to hear. So, and you too. So y'all keep, yeah, y'all keep sparking that light in Omaha. Yeah. Thank For you. Real. Yeah. I received that. Yeah. Yeah. In Omaha and outside. That That's part. right. That's right. That part. Yeah, we got to get, yeah. get us down there to Atlanta. Where you at soon? You Man, know? yeah. Y'all hit me up. You got my number. You hit me up when you're down there. We can link do something. I'm about yeah. to get your number. Yeah. 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 And I got people down there. I went to school in Savannah and for grad school. So okay. I'm, yeah, Savannah, you down there by the beaches and stuff. By yeah. the water. Yeah. <laughs> Fun times. Yeah, man, we appreciate you, Jazzy, for coming through. We definitely appreciate the gifts and um, nothing but blessings and praise on your journey as you move forward through this. Mm -hmm. Thank Um, you. We appreciate your spark. Just continue to grind and get through (laughs) and continue to keep going, man. So, um, man. Time to get on up out of here, John. Man, it's that time. Yeah, man. You go quick, don't it? It do. Yeah, it do. <laughs> well, we appreciate everybody. Y'all know where to find us as well. Streets A and R. That's Streets A A N D R on all platforms. Um, and then you can find us everywhere but Apple right now. So tune in. Make sure you like, subscribe, share, comment, mm-hmm. follow, mm-hmm. all of it. Mm-hmm. Um, we trying to grow. Mm-hmm. And we are growing, and we're going to continue to move and move the people forward and the culture forward with uh, people like this and the information they have and the information we have. So mm-hmm. with that, man, let's get up out of here. It's your host, Giddy Jicky with it. It's your other host, Johnny No Good. One and only Jazzy. We out of here. Peace. Peace. The beats. The flow. The flow. The rhythm. All movements start from the streets. Street saying our podcast.